Welcome back to The Bulwark Goes to Hollywood. My name is Sonny Bunch. I'm culture editor at The Bulwark. Uh, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Bilge Ibiri and Brandon Streisnig. Now, Bilge is a film critic at New York Magazine. He's a, a longtime writer of Village Voice before that, has written for the Criterion Collection. Uh, Brandon, freelance writer. Um, and they have they have combined for a fantastic project that I think is going to reshape the awards world. It's gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna change things here. It's gonna be wonderful. Um, they have put together a big stunt awards package for New York Magazine, and this is important because, as as you know, people who watch the Oscars know, uh, stunt stuntmen, stunt coordinators, they don't get any love. They don't get any love, and that's wrong. Uh, and and uh, Brandon and Bilga have uh, combined forces to to try and change that. Uh, thanks for being on the show today. Can I get you guys to introduce yourself one at a time, just so we uh, so folks can know who's talking? Bilga, you go first. Hello, my name is Bilga Ibiri, uh, and I am a film critic for New York Magazine and Vulture. Uh, Brandon. And uh, I'm Brandon Streisning, and I'm a uh, freelance critic. Uh, most recently with Vulture, but have also written for Fangoria, a few other places too. Uh, thanks again for being on the show. All right, so let's talk. Let's talk about uh, how this came about, Bill. I remember a, a couple years back, you wrote a piece for Vulture, basically saying like there is no uh, stunt category in the Oscars. Why don't we have that? Uh, what was the was this kind of was that kind of the impetus of this whole thing? Was that the starting point? I think it's fair to say that that was the starting point. Um... You know, it's stunt awards. I will say they were not my idea. <laughs> you would think that they were because I've been kind of beating that drum. But it was my editors came to me and said, hey, you know, we'd like to do something like this. What do you think? Um, and, you know, I was obviously very much for it. Um, that original piece, which at this point I think was was 2019, 2020, I think it was 2020 or something like that. Um, you know, that was inspired by, well, both the fact that uh, – you know, stunt, stunt people had been campaigning for an Oscars category, but also just from over the years, having talked to stunt people for interviews and things like that, just slowly realizing just how much incredible work goes into what they do, how entertaining they are. They are uh, among sort of film people. They are probably my favorite people to talk to in part because they have no filters and also they're not you know they're not media trained in that in that way that you know actors and directors and the people who do sort of the press circus every time a movie comes out are um so so i've always enjoyed talking to them i've always enjoyed learning more about what they do how they do it uh and it slowly dawned on me that it was absurd that there wasn't an oscar for it and then i learned more about you know their attempts i mean they've been trying for decades to get an oscar category for stunts um despite the fact that occasionally special awards are given out to stunt people um and have been for years um so so yeah it came out of that um and since then we've been kind of beating this drum repeatedly uh and it made sense to just sort of take the next step and just you know give out our own awards um and just to you know, one as a way of celebrating this stuff. Uh, two, because it's fun to do it, and three, uh, 
because it would, you know, kind of remind people that, that there isn't an Oscar category for it, which is why we're, we ran it like the week before the Oscars. And it, I mean, it really is kind of surprising, when, especially when you think about how, uh, you know, FX and action driven so much of the film industry is at this point, that there isn't a more formalized uh, way of rewarding uh, stuntmen and the, the work that they do. Uh, Brandon, you know, but part of the issue here, I think, is just looking, I mean, just looking at the categories that you guys put together. I mean, there there are so many different ways to categorize stunts and to reward the different uh, sorts of things that you see on screen that it's almost kind of daunting to figure out how to collapse that down into, you know, one or two categories for the Oscars, right? Yeah, I think so. And that was something that we did kind of good. Uh, I wouldn't say struggle with, but it was something that we talked about a lot because it was hard to, you know, narrow down who did what and who like, does this go to like the stunt coordinator or a cinematographer or even the director in some cases. So that was kind of hard to narrow down. But like the one thing that I felt like was very strange that I had never considered until doing this um was we got a few responses like when we when when we first uh were going out to people and you know trying to get we we wanted to get people within the industry to create uh, nominations for our voting body and we were just going out to anyone who you know we could think of you know stunt people directors uh things like that and there were a few people who pushed back and said that they weren't interested because they felt like creating a stunt awards was, would be creating an arms race for people to get hurt. And that was something I had never considered before. And frankly, I think that's very stupid. (laughs) I think it's kind of patronizing. And, but I wonder now if that's one of the reasons the Oscars push back on it, because the more people I've spoken to within the industry, the, the more that they've told me that that's a big reason that they've heard that, it's not so much about who who gets rewarded, but it's they're afraid that I, I guess they they're afraid that people are going to try to one up each other every single year to get, you know, a, a potential Oscar. And I just think that that's very silly to, to think because it's, you know, the, these people are trained in what they do. And I think it's not giving them enough credit. And but it's. I don't know. It it was a very kind of, it was almost a shocking thing to hear, especially like not consistently, but enough to where it was like, oh, wow, that I can't believe people actually think like that. Well, I mean, that that could be just as applicable to the world of filmmaking itself. I mean, uh, you know, every every year we're we're talking about, you know, the new Tom Cruise stunt uh, in the next Mission Impossible movie. Right. I mean, it's like the idea that there's going to not be one upmanship, you know, in this in this world is kind of silly to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that I've heard that I've heard that uh, counter argument as well. Um, you know, that was actually something that uh, you know Jack Gill, uh, the veteran stuntman who and stunt coordinator who has been for many years spearheading this attempt to uh, get an Oscars category for stunts. You know, he's a member of the Academy, uh, has been a member for for years, um, and in fact, in my in my piece. You know, I talk about how it was Sidney Lumet's idea initially uh, to get him into the Academy so that they could sort of start this ball rolling. Um, but uh, he said that he had heard that argument. There, there have been a, there have been a couple of arguments about why there shouldn't be a stunt Oscar. Um, the, the the thing about that 
argument for me is there are already awards for stunts, right? I mean, SAG has a stunt ensemble award that it's given out for years. The Canadian Academy just a couple of years ago introduced a stunt award. There are, I mean, quite aside from the Vulture Stunt Awards, there is actually, uh, you know, a, a, a stunt academy and they give out their awards every year. I think I think it's in September. Um, and, you know, so far there hasn't been some kind of dangerous one-upmanship. But really the most important thing about it is a stunt coordinator's very first you know the, the 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 most important part of their job is safety right i mean that's that's the job uh, i mean that's why that's why stunt people do these things so that you know so that it, they can be done safely by professionals um so you'd kind of not be doing your job if you were putting people in in constant danger uh trying to get an award but you know as as brandon says it's also it's it's condescending i mean it suggests that you know, suddenly, like, these people are going to see Oscar and just, like, you know, they're <laughs> it's going to be like a cartoon where their <laughs> eyes light up with, like, little gold statues and they're just going to go around killing people. I will say this, however. There is, you know, you can say that that's not a valid argument and I would say it's not a valid argument. But you can also say that that is something that people are worried about perception-wise so that, for example let's say there isn't an arms race, but they do introduce this award. The minute somebody is injured on a stunt in a, in a big action movie or whatever, God forbid, killed, um, you just know there will be a million bozos on Twitter talking about how this caused that and, you know, oh, now they're all reading for Oscar. You know, I can sort of envision, maybe because of the way I tend to catastrophize how, you know, any news item will play out in social media now because my brain has just rotted away to that point. But, like, that sort of... I can already see how the discourse will take shape if that ever happens. God forbid, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen. Uh, But, you know, people do get injured. People get injured... I mean, not doing stunts too, but you know, this would provide that context. So it it might not be so much that people are worried that stunt people will do this and, and create, um, you know, create an arms race, quote unquote, but, um, but it's might also be that they're worried that this is how it will be perceived at the same time. I mean, that's a good reason for not doing anything about anything, you know? what the dumbest people on social media or, or out there yeah. in the world might think about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is a, the, the stupidity of Twitter is never a good reason not to do something. I mean, there are, there are other good reasons not to do things, but that that's for sure. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the awards themselves because um, I, 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 I want people to get a sense of the, first off, I want people to go just read this package that you guys put together. I mean, it is a, it is a, you've, you've got a full day's worth of reading ahead of you. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, to check out interviews with directors, interviews with with stuntmen, you know, uh, lists of uh, great stuntmen turned directors. I mean, it's it's a fantastic uh, package. Um, but let's let's talk about the actual awards. Uh, could you could you just run us through the list real quick to to give people a a sense of what we what 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 to expect when they go there? Uh, yeah. Um... I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull them up just to make sure I don't forget anything. Just, you... just read the list. That's fine. That's perfect. <laughs> Feel bad because it, it's been six months of my life, and you would think I'd have them off the back of my hand, but uh, but uh, yeah. So the 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 first one was uh, it was best stunt in an action film. 
Um, that one kind of speaks for itself. And then there was best stunt in a non-action film, which was kind of like, to me, the most fun category, even though action's like probably my favorite genre. It was why Bilga approached me to, uh, to take, to help, you know, uh, spearhead this and everything. But the best stunt in a non-action film was a lot of fun because you had everything from like deep water to triangle of sadness to jackass all nominated in that, uh, and Nope, which was uh, the eventual winner. And then there was uh, stuff like best fight, best shootout, best vehicular stunt, best practical explosion, uh, and then best overall action film, which is essentially our best picture. And then best achievement in stunts overall, which was given to just some you know, someone, one stunt professional who had you know exhibited the best achievement in stunts for the year. And then we also had a lifetime achievement award, which went to um, Albert Pune, uh, who passed away last year. Um, you mentioned, uh, and this is something that you, you discuss in the piece, uh, coming up with the categories, creating, you had a, you had a kind of an advisory committee, um, that, that helped you come up with the categories. What were some of the surprises there, Brandon? I mean, cause it, it, like, it feels like the sort of thing where you, you envision in your head, like, all right, these are the categories that we should award. And then you start talking to the experts and they're like, well, what about, what about this? What about, what about this? How did that list change and evolve as you guys were working on it? Well, one of the one of the biggest things was uh, we had a, a stunt woman, uh, Angelica Liskon. Uh, she was one of the people who uh, I was emailing with back and forth just for suggestions. And one of the biggest things uh, that I had never heard until speaking with her is that apparently the correct term is just stunt professional. It's not stunt people or or things like that. So that was something that I uh, had hadn't heard before. Um, not too many surprises within the category, but just talking to the advisory board, we had a, a VFX artist uh, help us out a little bit. Just hearing how much was actually practical, because there were some things where we were unsure how much of something was CGI, how much of something was practical. And to find out how much, you know, actual practical explosion went into something like the Batman after the chase scene. Uh, I, I was surprised by that because I thought a lot of that movie was done on uh, sound stages and things like that with, you know, the LED backgrounds and everything. So it, it wasn't so much shaping the categories that surprised me because they were kind of, when, when this was brought to me, it was the, the categories kind of have always stayed the same uh, from when they were first pitched till now. But just like the little intricacies of it were a little surprising. Yeah, and in, in talking to these folks, you really get a sense of just how collaborative the whole thing is. Um, you know, when you, when you talk to someone like Todd Vaziri, VFX artist who was part of our, our little um, advisory board, uh, you know, we talk about... We we talk about movies where like oh is it too much CGI it's all you know it's all VFX it's all you know it's all done in computers and stuff like that that's just not true um, you know there's so much practical work goes into the stuff before it becomes you know before it goes into the world of VFX and CGI and things like that I mean um, you know when you look I mean if you look at kind of the behind the scenes footage from the making of avatar you know yes it's a it's these digital environments and the characters are you know digitally rendered and, and all that stuff but like they're really fighting like they're, they're like it's a it's an actual fight that they shoot and you know there's a lot of stunt work involved there are actual vehicles they're riding that are then turned into you know 
whatever uh, magic Pandora creature they're, they're going to be riding in the actual movie. There's so much work that goes into this. I mean, this was... I can't remember if it was Todd that said this or someone else, but you know they made the point because the um, one of one of our nominees for best fight and it didn't win, but you know had a strong showing. Let's just say uh, was the um, the, uh, the the big the big melee at the opening of uh, RRR, uh, which was kind of Ram's introduction uh, at the police station with like you know a crowd of thousands or whatever, and um, you know. Uh, a lot of people have looked at that and said, oh, this this looks like CGI. You know, this person made the point. It took them 35 days to shoot that scene. And when you look at the footage of them shooting it, no, no, there's a lot of of stunt work being done there. I mean, it's an incredibly complicated sequence they're shooting. Uh, so all these little things, I mean, they're not little things, they're big things. But, uh, you know, you really gain a newfound appreciation for just, for just how collaborative all this work is, which is also another reason why... You know, a stunt award seems a stunt Oscar seems like such a no brainer to me. Like it's the right thing to do, right? You you give awards to the VFX artists, right? You give a you give you have a special effects award. Um, it's it's like it's that it's the other side of that coin. Uh, and and it's just actually when I did my original, um, there should be an, a stunt Oscar piece. One of the um. One of the one of the stunt professionals I talked to said it is a little weird where we like go on set and like everybody has kind of like their own category and you know could win an Oscar for their category but we're the people who are doing all this stuff and and like we're somehow excluded you know in the way that we talk about this stuff sometimes uh, in reviews and things like that we sort of put these things in opposition to one another practical stunts versus you know. CGI, uh, but it's really not that way at all. I mean, they're always they're always working together. You know, one side might lean more, and one side might be more dominant than the other for certain movies. But but it is really, you know, you kind of have to take a holistic view of the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, one one thing that was uh, you mentioned Avatar. One thing that was interesting in one of the uh, one of the sidebars, you, there was like a extended response from somebody who's like, "I can't believe Avatar's not getting more love because you know they like I guess everybody's just kind of blinded by the you know the the CGI of it all that it's you know it it, it all seems to be FX. But I, I like I've watched the making of videos from Avatar. That stuff is I, insane. It's it's uh, on both ends. I mean, granted, there is a lot of FX work. I don't think anyone would, would deny that, but. Uh, it is a it's a it's um it's interesting to to watch them actually perform it live yeah uh, i was i was kind of surprised by the lack of avatar love too and i do think that that was the biggest thing is that the nominating body simply might not have been aware of how much stunt work went into that and then that gets into the to me that gets into like the deeper intricacies of it is because to to be honest, I think, you know, you hear the stories about how long people had to hold their breath. Is that a stunt? Like, is that because that's like, uh, that's a feat of uh, like, or that's like a pretty incredible feat to me. But yeah, um, the, uh, Bilga brought up RRR. That that was another one that I think people, because we've gotten, we've gotten really great responses to this, but there have been one or two people who have asked, you know, like what happened with RRR because it didn't win anything. And and that was like you know one of the more uh, popular action movies of the year, 
And I think it might simply just come down to a lot of people thought that movie was all CGI and it's, and it's not, I mean, they shot for 300 days. I mean, you're not shooting for 300 days and, you know, doing it all in post. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it is an interesting thing. And, and I like what you said, Bilga, about how I think we should stop looking at these things in opposition to one another, you know, of CGI versus practical stunts and everything, because they are just kind of working in tandem together. And it is weird that, you know, if you're going to reward one, why aren't you rewarding the other? And yeah, I mean, it, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, one of the movies that uh, was was singled out, I, I don't think it, I, I can't remember, I don't think it won anything, but uh, is is I know one of Bilga's favorite movies of the year, Athena. I mean, that, that opening uh, 10 or 11 minute uh, chase sequence out of the, uh, in, into and then out of the police station is just one of the, the most uh, fantastic things I've seen on screen all year. And it really kind of highlights the breadth of this category. I mean, you can have, you have everything from Avatar 2, which costs, you know, God only knows how many GDPs of how many small countries. <laughs> and then you've got Athena and then you've got, you know, uh, Ambulance, which is kind of uh, like uh, closer to the, the Athena range, ironically. I mean, I, I like, I am, uh, when, when you guys were, were watching the results come in, what were you excited to see get more love than you thought maybe was going to? I will say uh, the, the the love for Athena uh, warmed my heart. Um, I, oddly enough, I despite uh, despite getting an invite to vote um, both for the nominations and for the winners, in both cases I, I did not get my ballot in on time. <laughs> so none of those things that people said about Athena were me. <laughs> Let me just say, uh, and. I don't think there was any category where something uh, won by one vote, so I don't think my my ballot would have ultimately made that big a difference. But um, but I was very happy to see other people standing for that film for once. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and that film though, you know, I mean, one not a lot of people saw it because you know it was not marketed well. Uh, it's on Netflix, um, but uh, it was you know when you do see it. Even if you don't love the movie, and you know it's it, it can be controversial, um, the film, you know the, the amount of work that they they clearly did the the real life stunt work that they're doing in that movie is staggering, um, and if there is also you know on Netflix there's actually a making of like a thirty thirty five minute making of that you can watch where you see them doing some of this stuff and it's 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 I I still have a hard time wrapping my head around it. I mean there's. You know, you, Sonny, you mentioned the opening sequence. Um, you know, the, the opening sequence is like an unbroken 11-minute long take. Now, there is some digital stitching happening between certain sections of it. Um, but the stunts you're seeing are, 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 are being done. And there's a scene where they're, you know, these kids who've just like raided a police station or they've, they've commandeered a van uh, and, they're, and they're riding in the van. And there's a camera. The camera goes into the van goes out of the van, circles the van, goes back into the van, uh, and then circles back out, I believe. Um, or no, actually, it then stays inside. Um, but it goes in and out twice. And that was not done 
digitally. Uh, what you see in the making of that was a cameraman strapped to a motorcycle driving alongside the van, handing this enormous digital IMAX camera to another cameraman who was inside the van, who who then shoots them and then hands it back. And then they circle. I mean, it's just insane. You see it being done and you still can't quite, uh, you know, accept it. Um so it's stuff like that. I mean, uh, you know, a, a film like that, I always felt if enough people saw that movie, that would that would have an impact in, uh, uh, you know, in a stunt awards race uh, such as this, because it is so impressive what they're doing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is, you know, like like you said, it, it does sort of show the, the breadth of work being done. I mean, you, you have a Top Gun Maverick, you have an Avatar, which are two very different types of movies, obviously both very expensive mm. blockbusters um but then you have an ambulance you have an athena um you have something like the woman king you know i i, I mean these are all films that are um you know their their sensibilities are different but also the type of stunt work going into them is different i mean it, it gives you a sense of how diverse this world is what was exciting for me was uh uh seeing the love for scott adkins um you know, his movie winning Best Fight, and then he won Stunt Professional of the Year. Uh, he's someone who I've really followed for years and who I've been, like, kind of championing for years, you know, wondering why hasn't this guy gotten a bigger break? You know, he's when he shows up in Hollywood movies, he's, like, goon number two, but then in, his, in like, these DTV movies that you find at Walmart, he's the star, and they're, like, secretly incredible movies. And so to see to see him finally get some love and and actually win was was pretty incredible to me um it was kind of it kind of made like this project on its on its own was very fulfilling but that made it all worth it for me to see just him get some love after all these years I let's let's hit on this for a second because I do think I I you I, I saw you on Twitter and it could tell that this was the thing that you were most excited about probably from this <laughs> from this uh awards uh cycle is is Scott Adkins winning. Now like I I I I'm guessing most people who listen to this don't have any idea who Scott Adkins is. Um uh, and this is a this is you're you're missing out folks. You're missing out. Uh but why don't you um, why don't you run us through his filmography, Brandon? Give people what's what's something what is like if you had two movies that people should check out uh, from Scott Adkins the, to get them on the uh, the Adkins diet. What what are we what are we looking for? I would probably say oh, that's so tough because there's so many, but uh, definitely Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning is probably like the one that I think anyone should see, whether you're an action fan or not, because it's it's just so ambitious, so unlike anything I've ever seen. And then you think like, this is like the fourth universal soldier movie. How good can it be? And it's like way better than you ever think it would be. Um, and then I would probably say the other one would be probably undisputed three, which again, you would have to see undisputed two for it to make sense. Maybe undisputed one, but not really. Um, but undisputed three kind of shows just exactly what he can do as a martial artist. I, you know, he's been referred to by a lot of different people as like a human special effect because he kind of like breaks your brain seeing what he can do. And it, because he's like, when you, when you think of martial artists, you think of like really agile, like smaller guys for the most part. And he is very agile, but he's also like just huge. Like he's just like a, a giant guy. And he's like flying through the air doing these insane kicks that a guy like his size shouldn't be doing. So I don't know. I think Undisputed 3 probably shows that off the best, but Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning is probably 
his best films. So I'd, I'd go with those two. I, I will say my favorite Scott Adkins moment from recent years is in uh, the movie Day Shift. Uh, yes. I don't know if you guys saw that, but there's so Day Shift is 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 fine. It's like kind of it's kind I, I I didn't love it. It's a little mediocre. But there's this moment about midway through where uh, Scott Atkins shows up with another guy, and they're like Hungarian or something Hungarian vampire <laughs> killers, and the action sequence they put together is like, oh, this is this is what the whole movie should have been. The the whole movie should have been this sequence here, and that's how I feel basically anytime he shows up in any. Hollywood thing, but as you mentioned, I mean, there's a whole DTV universe of of his uh, stuff that that people should check out. I don't know. I think audience. I, I I guess mainstream audiences are probably going to get a lot of uh, a lot of him in John Wick Four, right? He's uh, he's one of the the main villains in that. If I haven't seen it yet, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's in John Wick Four. I haven't seen it either, but you know, he's also he's also one of the bad guys in. Uh... The Expendables was it the first expend? I can't remember, but like one of the Expendables movies. Um, and uh, you know, uh, I mean, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning was the movie where I became aware of who he was, even though I had seen him in other films. Um, but um, you yeah, know, there's something I think I don't know if ironic is the word. I'm probably using the word ironic wrong here, but. Uh, the fact that he is kind of the king of like the DTV uh, streaming action movie, you know, when I when I finally watched Accident Man, Hitman's Holiday, uh, which is the film that that you know that that one of the films that he did in 2022 that also won our um, best fight sequence award. The thing I was struck by was. Oh my God, this would kill in a movie theater. Uh, you know, like the irony of it is that, you know, we're sort of stuck watching these things at home. I'm sitting here in my basement watching it, you know, on nice TV and everything. But as I was watching it, oh my God, if, if I could transport myself back in time to a hypothetical packed audience, uh, watching this movie, I would so love to do that because, you know, it just your lizard brain just completely takes over watching one of these films because the the things they're doing are so nuts and the stunts they're performing are so incredible. Not just you know, not just Scott Adkins, but you know Andy Long and all the other people involved in this film. Uh, you know, it's 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 there to be appreciated by a group of people just sort of roaring in orgasmic rage and delight a movie like that you know you don't really have much of a chance to see in theaters uh because that's kind of actually where it really belongs like it's a spectacle it's like you know it's like wrestling it's like watching wrestling you know um like who wants to watch wrestling by themselves at home i mean i'm sure a lot of us do but <laughs> that just seems sad to yeah. me you know <laughs> do you guys think that the the john wick uh, phenomenon has kind of changed that at all, or is it still? I, I, I feel like these things are starting to break through to the mainstream a little more. The whole gun fu, um, you know, kind of over the top stylized action that you see in things like Bullet Train, um, or you know, kind of on a more subdued, more realistic level with Atomic Blonde. I feel like that that sort of thing is kind of hitting the mainstream a little more frequently now. I I think so for sure, and and that was something. A, a big reason why I'm constantly on Twitter going on and on about action, particularly DTV, is that for years, until probably John Wick and then the Mission Impossible movies, the, the later ones, 
for years it felt like the only action we were getting was in like Marvel movies. And it was like pretty poor action at that. It, and I was getting frustrated because I was like, you guys, like the best action is not happening in theaters and you guys are missing it. And I think with John Wick, it's coming from two guys who kind of came up in the stunt world and like Stahelski started in DTV. He was working on a whole bunch of Albert Pune movies when he got his start. And I think he's someone that's been able to take like that kind of like the action that I had been seeing for years in DTV movies and bringing it to a theatrical uh, setting. And so much so that as the John Wick movies have gone along, he's starting to include a lot of these guys who have, you know, cut their teeth in movies no one's seeing for years. You know, like this latest one does have Scott Adkins. He's actually in a fat suit in this movie. So, you know, you talk about Twitter discourse, that's that's going to be a lot of fun when the movie actually comes out. But um, And then a, another big uh, part of the newest John Wick, I haven't seen it either, but is um, Marco Zoror, who he's the villain in Undisputed 3. And he's a guy that has been killing it in DTV, just not seen by wider audiences. So I do think John, the John Wick movies have kind of changed that for the better to the point where I don't think John Wick is responsible for this exactly, but I think this was a great year to do these awards because I think that 2022 was a pretty high watermark for just theatrical action that like that we've had in the last few years. I mean, I, I know Bilga, you interviewed Kaczynski and he said he doesn't view Top Gun as an action movie. And I, I mean, you know, with all due respect, I, I kind of disagree with that. I don't know if John Wick is directly responsible for that, but I do think we might start seeing different kinds of action in theaters finally after, you know, being dominated by superheroes. Yeah, I think I think it's a combination of factors. I think John Wick is definitely one of them. I mean, you know, Stahelski met Keanu Reeves first uh, when he was his stunt double on The Matrix. Um, and... You know, Keanu Reeves is one of those people who has highlighted the work of his stunt team. He spends a lot of time with them. You know, I'm, I'm told on, on sets in films, you know, they basically like stay together and hang out together and stuff like that. And part of that is just because of the, the nature of the work that, that they have to do. You know, they have to work together a lot. But, um, you know, it, it helps to have actors uh, highlighting this work, you know, even somebody like Tom Cruise, right? Because because the thing that you know, people always say, oh, Tom Cruise is always doing his own stunts, blah blah blah, and he is. But you know, when you look at you know, for example, that little documentary, little video doc that came out about them performing that insane stunt for the next Mission Impossible uh, film, where he's riding a, a, a motorcycle off a, a off a ramp into a cliff and then uh, turning it into a base jump uh, with a parachute. Um, those, um, you know, when he, when he does stuff like that, you see him working closely with his stunt coordinator. Uh, you know, so he's highly, so maybe it's not that he's necessarily, there's an, a, a ton of stuff about Tom Cruise's stunt double, although I'm sure he has one, you know, it's not that he doesn't have one, but there is a lot of, you know, you see how much work goes into these things. And that's another way that this type of work gets, you know, gets mainstreamed and people are able to sort of understand how much work goes into it, appreciate because once you see the work that goes into it, then you can also appreciate the art of it, right? Because people aren't just doing it just to do it. They're trying to do it in the way, in, in the most compelling, interesting, artful, beautiful way possible. Uh, and, and you know, the, the success of 
films like RRR will also help in that in that regard. Um, so over the years, I think there has been a lot more um, a lot more attention put on this world, and as you know, and as Brandon said, some of it also has to do with the fact that action has become. You know, action has kind of taken over Hollywood, right? I mean, action movies were always popular, obviously, um, but it has kind of become, I think, increasingly not just a thing, you know, movies do to make money, but a thing that brings movies prestige. I mean, the fact that we have among this year's best Oscar, best picture Oscar nominees, you know, we have Avatar, we have Top Gun Maverick, we have everything everywhere all at once. Um and, you know, hanging out in the sidelines were a number of movies that were also action-oriented like The Woman King or The Northman, um, you know, films that a lot of people felt should have been nominated but weren't. Um, and uh, and I think that speaks to the fact that once upon a time it was seen as kind of, uh, you know, a, a wild occurrence when an, when an action film was nominated for, for Best Picture. Now it seems to happen more and more. One thing uh, Kaczynski uh, said to you, you know, he he in in the interview you did with him, he said he says I I don't really see these as action movies. I you know this uh, the action is telling part of the story, but that, I mean that that's kind of the running thread through all of these movies. The action scenes in all of these movies are not s- just standalone showy set pieces. I mean they they are sometimes, sure. but they're but they're they're telling stories. I mean this is an integral part of the storytelling of the film itself. Which is which is a really kind of I, I think it's an interesting way to look at these movies, but also just again reinforces the fact that these um, these sequences need greater recognition from from the their peers and uh, you know critics and everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I think I understood what he meant by that when he said that he didn't really think of it as an action movie. I think because as as the director, he kind of can't think of it as an action movie i mean it's his job if you will to sort of make sure that you know there's an emotional through line to the film that the characters make sense that that you know their motivations and their reactions and their emotions are always foregrounded um i think if a filmmaker starts to see something as just an action movie uh then they stop being able to do the thing that will make it a great action movie, right? Um, because then they'll just think of it as 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 sequences, um, as just you know big action sequences, and they'll just go for whatever is the most gonzo thing they can, and and we'll kind of lose track of the story, we'll lose track of the characters, we'll lose track of the emotions. Um, you know, I actually recently interviewed John Woo um, for a piece that will run later, but that's also how he always approached it. You know, like he I mean, there's actually something somebody once said about Face Off, which was uh, they were actually talking about why this isn't this isn't what John Wu said. But this was actually I think maybe the 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 writer of the original Face Off was talking about why he was so alarmed by uh, discussions of a, a Face Off sequel, which wouldn't involve John Wu. But, you know, he said that they, they keep talking about all the 
crazy action sequences they're going to have in it. And John Woo never talked to me about the action sequences. You know, John Woo always talked to me about the characters, about the emotions, about sort of what was happening in the story and what was going to be the most interesting, exciting, emotional thing for the viewer to watch. It was never about, oh, my God, now we're going to have the boats doing this stuff. Um, So I think a, a director, the person who has to sort of keep track of the whole thing and to, to help really make it work for an audience as a cinematic experience from beginning to end, they they almost can't think of it as an action movie, you know? Um, so that that's, I think, where Kosinski was coming from because, I mean, all he's made are action movies if you look at it, right? <laughs> but he can't think of it that yeah. way. Like, he's the one person who can't see it that way because otherwise the whole the, the whole project will collapse. Um and uh, and I think that's probably true of a lot of filmmakers, and, and I you know thank God that that's how they think of it because because again, you know something like Avatar, something like Top Gun Maverick, something like The Woman King, these films work because the directors are keeping an eye on on sort of everything underneath the action, but they're also making sure to create the most you know exciting action sequences they can just to add on to that i think a lot of people forget too that uh when you know you see a crazy scene in an action movie you immediately attribute that to the director and you think oh well you know that director came up with that that was awesome but i i think a big reason why something like the stunt awards are important is because kind of goes into what bilgo was saying is with someone like scott adkins for example he he kind of um <clears throat> when you see like a crazy fight or a crazy action scene involving him nine times out of ten he's come up with that like in conjunction with the director he's created that himself and i think that you know it, it's it's kind of important to be able to recognize that it's not all the director doing these sort of things um and so i i just i i liked i liked hearing that perspective bilga because you know, when you see something like Top Gun, you a lot of people just well, maybe not Top Gun because I think a lot of that authorship goes to Tom Cruise. But like, I don't know, something like uh, the, you know, something like Avatar or something. You know, it all goes to James Cameron. Oh, he came up with all these crazy ideas and everything. But you never know, like who on set was responsible for something that that you loved that looked amazing. And I think it's important to be able to make those distinctions and everything and realize it's not just the director because. Like you said, John Woo gets attributed for all these incredible scenes throughout, you know, cinema history, you know, going all the way back to Hard Boiled and The Killer and everything. But it, it's nice to hear, you know, that he wasn't even talking about the action with people. He, like, because he has so much else on his mind that, you know, you forget that there's hundreds of other people helping to bring this together. Uh, one, one director you did single out, uh, Albert Pune. Uh, Brandon, you, he wins, he wins the, uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, could you, uh, did, how did, did you, was that, was that a category that people were voted on or was that, did you just pick that? How, how did that work? Well, that, that's what's interesting is it's, um, it, I've kind of been joking to people that the Pune Lifetime Award and the fact that Ambulance didn't win anything proves that I didn't rig any of this because <laughs> the, uh, Ambulance was my favorite movie last year and Pune is like, one of like the directors who means the most to me, but when this was pitched to me, he, the, it was pitched to me as, you know, would you like to write about him as the lifetime achievement winner? So it, this, I, the whole stunt award idea months and months ago was brought to me with him having pretty much already been decided as the winner of that award. So no one voted on that. That was something that was uh, separate. And 
I think it was done a little bit. Um, it, it was, you know, unfortunately, he had, it was done after his passing. But I think it was just something that, you know, he's he's been reevaluated in recent years. Um, you know, I think a lot of people still view him as like, if they do know him at all, they might, you know, know him as like the Captain America director, that the movie that, you know, no one really saw, but it's like pretty terrible, but had, you know, a lot of fun. But I think over the years, there's been like a, a small corner of Twitter that, you know, calls itself action Twitter that intermittently will share like a clip. I'm one of them <laughs> uh, that'll share like clips from Nemesis or something like that, where it's just like, you know, you, you, someone falling off a, a building on fire and it's like, you can tell it was made for like $10 and you're like, how does this look this good? How did, how did they do this? And so I think it, it was fun to kind of, it's been fun over the last year or two to go back, look at his work and realize that he had, there's kind of a through line with him in the last like 30, 40 years almost where it's like, he's quiet. He was quietly putting together like this amazing body of work with, you know, these really great martial artists, really great stunt professionals and everything. And no one was really ever talking about it until recently that I, you know, that I saw it. If they were talking about it, it was at like a midnight movie showing where people would go to laugh at it or something like that. And so, yeah, it was, he was kind of pitched to me as the winner already. And I was excited about it because I think, uh, my, my editor, uh, she, I think she knew how much I liked him and that's why it was pitched to me as that. So uh, it's kind of an off-the-wall choice for Lifetime Achievement winner because you could have gone with anyone with that. You could have gone like Michelle Yeoh, Tom Cruise, something like that. Gone like bigger, you know, a bigger eye-catching name and everything. But I, I was really thought it was really kind of important to honor somebody like him for this first go-around because I think he embodies the whole spirit of the awards as someone behind the scenes doing this incredible work that doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, totally. Uh, all right. Uh, that was everything I wanted to, to ask you guys. I always like to close these interviews by asking if there's anything I should have asked. What, what should folks know about uh, either the lack of recognition in broader Hollywood, your guys' awards? What what do you want to see from this? What, whatever. What, what should folks know? I think I would I would say that um, in terms of what I would like people to know, you know, we, we talked earlier about sort of some of the reasons people have given um, about – why there isn't a stunts Oscar and because it is kind of I mean it, it 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 tends to be mysterious they never actually explain why uh, they 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 keep knocking the idea down um, but but when we talked about how um, people are worried that you know stunts are going to become too dangerous if if there's an award for it I just wanted to add one more thing which is stunts if anything have gotten safer over the years right I mean it used to be people were dying all the time not all the time but like you know the, the, the rate of fatalities and, and serious injuries and things like that back in the day was so much worse um and it's really i mean stunts have gotten so much safer over the years they've gotten you know even as they've become more sophisticated uh the equipment being used the techniques being used have, have become safer uh you know so so that's uh, i want to make sure to emphasize that like they're becoming people are becoming more aware of them they're being awarded more and more they are maybe becoming more spectacular in terms of what you see on screen uh but they're also becoming safer and that's that's important because like i said that's honestly you know stunt professionals and stunt coordinators that's their number one job is safety um 
So just want to re-emphasize that idea. Uh, as far as the stunt awards, I will say, and I and I think it 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 you know it was a ruthlessly democratic process. Uh, and one of the things, though, that we do want to do is is try and expand our academy even more. You know, we had a few months to put this together. A lot of it involved, you know poor Brandon hunting down various publicists and contact information and asking other people to, you know, to put them in, put them in touch with people and stuff like that. Um, now we have a, a really nice kind of group to work with, but we also want to expand it because it's a huge industry and, and we'd really love for more and more people, not just stunt professionals. Obviously we want more stunt professionals to vote on it, vote in it, but you know, more filmmakers and more writers and critics who, who, specialize in, in this world and have you know have a lot of thoughts about it um so you know we intend to continue it um but we also want to make sure that that we grow it similar to that i I'd, I'd love to see this continue to happen every year um and i would you know hopefully now that it's out there i've been seeing such a good response different stunt people that i follow uh excuse me stunt professionals <laughs> that i follow on Instagram and Twitter and everything or shit, we're sharing it all over the place, you know, talking about how cool this was independent of just even me sending it to them. So it was nice to see it get around a little bit. So I would like to see, you know, more of a turnout, more of a wider range of people voting that way. You know, when someone's favorite doesn't make the list, we, we can be, <laughs> we can emphasize that, you know, it, like Bilga said, it was very democratic, but um, I, I also hope that it just, I hope that it leads to people taking action more seriously. And I'm not going to pretend like action's like an underdog of a genre. It dominates box offices and everything. But I do think that there's like a still a mindset of a certain kind of film person who will, you know, say, oh, that was a, a good, you know, fun movie, but it's not an Oscar movie. And I think that I hope that as, you know, you know, I, I feel like that started to wind down a little bit, you know, when Mad Max was nominated for Best Picture and it's slowly eroding a little bit, but I think in, you know, the last 20 years we keep hearing about like elevated horror and prestige horror. I don't want to hear that for action, but I do hope that it, it keeps being taken as seriously as horror has become taken seriously. And I hope that, you know, we were maybe a small part of that some somehow. Fingers crossed. All right, uh, Bilga, Brandon, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Again, you guys should go. Everyone who's listening should go check out the uh, the package they put together. It's really it's it's uh, it is impressive and in depth um, and uh, entertaining as hell. I mean, this is the other thing that you know you guys you guys mentioned is that just like the Oscars themselves would be more fun if they had clips of stunts. Uh, kind of interspersed. Maybe they could do live stunts on the show. I don't know. They could just <laughs> do do something that would would make uh make things a little more entertaining. I think folks would love it. But uh, you know, it's uh, it is in and of itself an art form worth celebrating and and uh praising. So, anyway, I'm Sunny Bunch. I'm culture editor at the Bulwark, uh, and I will be back next week with another episode. We'll see you guys then. Mm-hmm.